This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. Hey, do you remember the good old days when our wives didn't listen to our show? And I know that we were all... <laughs> I'm still living in those good old days. Yeah, well, sadly I am not. <laughs> which I, I appreciate the support that yeah. Michelle gives us to listen to our show. Uh, she, she's damned if she does, she's damned if she doesn't. Yeah, but once right? she hears this... yeah. Lay off for a couple of weeks, sweetie, or, you know, just <laughs> wait a couple. Yeah, I don't need to know immediately wow, after. Wow, so you have some, some Michelle material well, planned Well, evidently, evidently, per my bride, I gave some dubious medical advice last week. Uh-oh. Or two weeks. I don't even know which though it was. Now, in my defense, anybody who listens to this show for... Is not health, coming here for medical For advice. health recommendations, right. yeah, yeah. They pretty much deserve anything they get, <laughs> right? Which medical advice would this be? Well, I evidently I gave out outdated information on how to remove lice. So the old... Oh. I guess slathering the head with like lotion or that Cetaphil and putting a saran wrap you over do your that? head. Evidently, that's so 2018. Oh, I don't know. I don't know that. And I guess there's some other way to do it. Now, sadly, I kind of stopped listening to her when she started to tell me this new technique, right? Mm-hmm. And who's got the time? But I have Michelle's email address here. <laughs> so if anybody need, wants to discuss new the new fangled lice-removing techniques... You can email her at mhalleystern, that's oh M-H-A-L-L-E-Stern, at AOL.com. And yes, she still uses AOL. So okay. are you going to take medical advice for somebody who's using AOL? Go for it. Okay. Uh, all right. <laughs> okay. You're crazy. Uh, it's time for Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opie production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia, Minutia Man, Man with Rick and Dave. You know when the when the, um, our boys were young, and I was on John Landecker's show, uh, Bridget was told this technique of making the making them feel better uh, by putting a Vicks Vapo Rub on the bottom of their feet. When they weren't feeling oh, well, I remember that was a fatty yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I told that story to uh, Landecker, went on the air with it, and uh, we got a bunch of calls from people saying how dangerous that was. <laughs> you should never do that yeah. to your children. Yeah. Blah 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 yeah. blah. So, so yeah. you're not alone in yeah. giving out bad advice. Yeah. Um, Bridget also has done so well, through me. What is so bad about putting Vicks? I don't know. The there was some the- reason. I don't know. Yeah. Well, All right, we got a show to do. Uh, yeah, we do. We've got a great show. Uh, and by the way, no medical advice coming from me throughout uh, this entire show. Looking... Yeah, you know what? I think I think I don't have anything either. But okay. let's just start here. This um, this story comes out of Australia, and this is what I want you to do. I want you to do your Australian accent without using the word shrimp on the Barbie or alligator. Can you do that? Um, you can't, can you? No, I can't. Don't <laughs> got it. Try it. Um, you cannot use. Hello, mate. Okay, that was terrible. Uh, Welcome to the Outback. <laughs> okay, that's better. <laughs> I, I can see you trying to get into character right yeah, now. Yeah, that's about as good as I can do. So here's the headline from the Daily Mail. There's a lot to unpack here, so I need you to listen to this very intently. Okay. okay. This is the actual headline. Former Freemason, 51, 
found drunk and naked inside a huge pipe organ with a toy gun and remote control police car, says he got lost while trying to hand out cheeseburgers to the homeless. Do you need me to repeat this? And I think oh I'm going to. God. Okay. <laughs> this is, right. You know what? I may need some medical advice. Uh, yeah. Evidently, there are no editors, headline editors <laughs> at the Daily Mail. Former Freemason, uh-huh. 51, found drunk and naked inside a huge pipe organ, with a toy gun and remote control police car, says he got lost while trying to hand out cheeseburgers to the homeless. Wow. A former Freemason who was found drunk and naked. We're repeating ourselves (laughs) now. That's okay, because it's so much fun to say. Um, He he was found inside a huge pipe organ from this, like one of the most renowned pipe organs in Australia. Okay. Um, And he just got... He's getting sued for a million bucks, basically, because he ruined the pipe. Basically, right. Glenn Langford uh, was arrested on Wednesday after alleging, allegedly flooding the Brisbane Masonic Memorial Center. Okay. That wasn't even included in the headline, but evidently there's a flood, and now I'm confused, right? They've got an editor. Uh, Here is. A picture of Glenn Langford, and here you go. Can you well, how old did you say he was? I said fifty-one, but you and I we're we're doing yeah. pretty good. If he's yeah. fifty-one, we're doing pretty good. Uh, the court was told that he had he was uh, meaning to hand out cheeseburgers to the homeless, but ended up in this pipe organ. Okay, oh, all right. Uh, I have no answers for you on how this happened. <laughs> well, okay? I, I'm looking for toy car. I, I got to know about the toy car. Right, right. You need the cheeseburgers. You need to know about the remote control. Yeah. Right. Um, the journalists at the Daily. This is how this is how mad I am. They there were evidently no follow up questions. Right. They d- didn't talk again. Didn't talk about the flooding. Didn't talk about where the cheese. Uh, they were unaware of the inverted pyramid. You know <laughs> how we write a good journalistic story. Yeah. You know, so um, you know why they spent too much time on the headline. Yeah. They spent too much time on the headline and the ink, evidently. But I yeah. do have some fun Freemason facts. No, oh, okay. are you even familiar with a Freemason? Really? Sort of. Well, and this is going to maybe it's going to sound kind of stupid. You know, whenever you see the word Masonic temple, yeah. That's Freemason. Right. Did you know that? Yes. I I never made that connection. (laughs) You know what he told me before the show started? He came up to me and he said, have you ever seen Modern Family? (laughs) That show's really good. (laughs) Like, yeah, it's been a run. It's it's already finished its run. 11 year (laughs) seasons, too. Yeah. It is a great show. We have got to get people from. Oh, yeah. Is Ed Ed O'Neill still alive, isn't he? They're all still alive. It's fantastic. Okay. Guess how many U.S. presidents are known to be Freemasons? I don't know. 14. Ooh, that's a lot. Yeah, do you want to know who they are? Not really. Okay. Okay, and this is disconcerting and applicable here. 89% of the Supreme Court justices belong to Masonic lodges in 1952. So, if you're doing the math at home, that's eight out of nine of the Supreme Court justices were Freemasons, which incidentally compares to the eight out of nine of the current Supreme Court who are fascists. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> so, and actor Mason Reese, yeah. who we just talked about last week, uh-huh. not a Freemason. Okay. All right, See well, the Mason connection there? Yes, I like Lots that. of layers here, buddy. Okay. Well, I have a uh, story for you that I know you are going to love. 
what's our what's our favorite state to make fun of? Oh, well, that'd be Florida. Of course. course. There's a new thing. I'll just read the headline here. At the Florida Man Games, big crowds cheer competitors evading police and wrestling over beer. <laughs> now, isn't this right down it's our alley? saying racist comments? Sure. Promoted as the most insane athletic showdown on earth, the Florida Man Games poke fun at the state's reputation for bizarre stories that involve brawling, drinking, gunfire, reptile wrangling, and other antics carrying the risk of time in jail or intensive care. One event had contenders dueling in muddy water in an inflatable pool, pummeling each other with weapons made from pool noodles and duct tape. Another Ooh, was duct tape that. Yeah, that's that hurts. I mean, the noodles are fine, but the this, duct tape. you're gonna like this one. Another one. These, this is for real. Another one was a theft simulation relay, in which competitors <laughs> raced while toting a pair of bicycles, <laughs> copper pipes, and catalytic converters. <laughs> okay, that's funny. Other events included contenders wrestling sumo style while holding pitchers of beer. Okay, sure. Or running from actual sheriff's deputies while jumping fences and avoiding obstacles. Others faced a scramble to grab cash flying in simulated hurricane winds. Sure, sure. Uh, I just this is just a great uh, great bit. We kind of give a person an opportunity to live up a day in a life of being a Florida man without ending up in a cop car, <laughs> said organizer Pete Melfi. But he had to tone down some of the racier aspects of the Florida man mythos to a, obtain a permit. Yeah. There's typically drugs and nudity, he said, <laughs> but the city frowned on it when I asked for the drugs and the nudity. Now, I love what they're doing oh, yeah, here. Yeah. And in the spirit of it, well, I, I have guess created, you maybe have created some I have. events. Sure. I've created only one event. Okay. It's the Florida Triathlon. Okay. All right. And this is, you know, what you know what a triathlon sure, is. Sure, you do you running, do biking, hour thing or whatever. And yeah, swimming, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, in this case, it's running to the public library to find a book to ban because it mentions a black guy. <laughs> biking to the nearest Confederate flag store to buy a Confederate flag bandana. <laughs> okay, good. And then swimming back out to your boat in the Trumper boat parade. Okay. And it's not over until you do three shots. Okay. Okay. One in the air with your unregistered gun, <laughs> one down your gullet from a bottle of moonshine, yeah, yeah, yeah. and one at your wife for bogarting your chew. <laughs> right, okay. That is the Florida well, triathlon. And then you have to listen to six hours of Kid Rock. <laughs> <laughs> right exactly uh, uh hey we got a, games well that was very good and we got reviews you want to hear this review this comes from plot thickens okay on potable um i'm not really sure what he i, I think this is a positive i mean he gave us five stars but maybe a passive aggressive line here rick and dave are like a couple of buddies you had in high school who always said things that eventually got you into trouble okay does is that a fair yeah okay I, I kind of get where they're coming from there. Uh, well, thank you very much. What was his name? Uh, Plot Thickens. On Plot Potable. Thickens. So oh, please man. leave reviews. Yes. We are everywhere. We're on the uh, Amazon thingies and the Googles and the yeah, potty just, things, whatever. Just leave us. Right. You're listening to us somewhere. Or you're mm -hmm. listening to us right now. Just go and give us five stars and say, boy, those guys are swell. That'd be nice enough. Um, and every week we do a feature called Studio Walls. Time now for Studio Walls. And the words of the prophets were written on the studio walls. Weekend, so this is the part of the show where we dip into our archives 
and we uh, relive a moment from our past shows, um, and, and and usually involving celebrity. And this week is no different. This week would have been Lou Reed's birthday. Now we never had Lou Reed on the show, but we did have Mick Rock on the show, who is a famous, famous rock and roll photographer who took, you know, some of the most famous pictures of Lou Reed and David Bowie and Queen and oh, the iconic I mean, photos. Yeah, of he that was whole the seventies, sixties. British day. guy, uh, a swell guy. He has also since passed away. Yes, which is which is a bummer. But uh, before he passed, uh, we got a chance to talk to him. And he told us what it was like hanging out with Lou Reed. And it basically is not something that we would ever have been right. able to do. And, I, well, I'll just let him tell you. Here we go. Oh. I mean, when I hung out with Lou Reed, he'd always insist on staying up for two or three days at least. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Fact, I remember working on a project with him. That rock and roll heart was uh, – it was it had all these TV – sets in the background and we had to come up with imagery for it and uh i remember staying up for four nights oh my god and saying to lou i've really got a crash <laughs> man i mean you know when you're young you can get away with them and he called me a pussy it's 96 hours only you pussy he, he could go for a week without sleep yeah. i mean maybe he had a little bit of assistance yeah yeah, yeah. Little, yeah. performance yeah, enhancing yeah and let's yeah, be we, honest, he's not around anymore. Right, you know, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, a lot. No, yeah. I did a beautiful book with him. Yeah, which we co-signed just before he died. And Lou was Lou was. I mean, he had that reputation which he played up to, but he was a very sweet guy. If he was your friend, yeah, he would go out of his way for you. He really would. I met I met um, him once uh, at uh, he was at Farm Aid. Uh, believe it or not. Oh, Back in Champagne. In 1985, yeah. And he was uh, an absolute gentleman. A super, yes. super nice man. Uh, so Mick Rock yeah. has this fantastic documentary on Netflix called Shot. Yes. Uh, it's fantastic. So watch. And yeah, sadly, he passed away a couple of, a year ago or so. Yeah. Uh, you could tell uh, he had some miles on him when we talked to him, but... Uh, he it was he was funny. Was he the one who was watching Prices Right when we called? No, no that, that was Alan White from Yes. Yeah, he's also gone. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, he, I wonder if he won the the big showcase before he he, he went to the great uh, drum kit in the sky. I hope we don't become like the Sports Illustrated cover. You know, don't do their show because you're going to end up dying. Well, yeah. you know, there are quite a few. <laughs> there are quite a few. Uh, hey, I have got another story. Want to hear it? Yeah. This comes out of um, the Rocky Mountain State. Do you know what the Rocky Mountain State is? Would that be Colorado? It would be. Former funeral home owner arrested after a corpse lay in his hearse for two years. <laughs> Police in Colorado have arrested a former funeral home owner accused of hiding a woman's corpse in a hearse for two years and hoarding the cemented or the cremated remains. That cremated. Could be, that could, what did I say? Cremented. <laughs> <laughs> what was the first word I said? I don't Cemented. Know. Yeah. It's so if you cement something and you cremate something, that's I invented right, say it with an Australian <laughs> accent. Okay, so cremated remains of at least thirty people. Thursday's night arrest of Miles Hartford and again Hartford. And again, I don't want to judge. Here's a photo of him. We're doing pretty good. If this dude is thirty three, we're doing pretty wow. good. Wow. I did, right? Is it, yeah. There's some miles on him. Basically, he got caught. They uh, Police ended up going to his 
house for whatever reason, and they found 32 half-empty and open urns with ashes on the floor. On the floor, and as they were investigating the urns, they see this hearse, and they smelled it, and they opened it up, and there was a two-year-old corpse in the hearse. Right now, Oof. I'm not going to immediately jump to conclusions here. Okay. Yeah. Do you remember when, well, of course you do, when you had a minivan and little kids? Yeah. Oh, right? Yeah. And the crap that was in yeah. the backseat yeah, of the Yeah, whoever goes in the back. <laughs> exactly. You know, I, uh, you know, there and there would be like Cheerios. And, yeah, like and, cups of milk. Yeah, right. From and like sticker six books. Ago. Yeah, sticker books and like, yeah. you know, a library book from like 1974 right. or whatever. French fries. Yeah. Like, and we had, well, you didn't have, well, maybe you did. Did your kids, your boys did not like Polly Pocket. Dolls. Do you know what the Polly uh, Pocket no. dolls are? Do you know no. what they are? No, I don't. They're like little two and a half inch dolls. Okay. That, you know, you put the little slippers on and whatever. Uh, just everywhere. Yeah, the, absolutely everywhere. So I'm thinking this dude was just using his hearse. He's probably got two little kids. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> he was using the hearse as a minivan. Uh-huh. And he's like, I'm not. Oh, that's good. And he's like, yeah, I'm not going to go back there after you guys screwed everything up. Yikes. So that's it, uh, Colorado, baby. Okay. Well, I have a, a story for you. You know, this week was a very special week. Why was this a special week, Dave? Let's see. End of February. Uh, well, we got an extra day. Exactly. Uh, Leap day. Uh-huh. And February 29th, uh, as it you know, only happens every four years, it turns out, is uh, become a very appealing wedding date. For couples oh. in the United States. According I don't have to buy you an anniversary gift. You see? <laughs> exactly. According to the wed- wedding website, The Knot, the 2024 Leap Day accounted for more than 37% of the weddings that week. And it was a Thursday. All okay. right. So, I mean, that's right. highly unusual. Usually it's about 5 or 6%. Uh, on a Thursday. Historically, Leap Day has been a popular day for couples getting married in Las Vegas. Yeah. In 2020, over a thousand couples were married uh, on Leap Day, which is, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it's a, usually the number is around 500. People have been looking for meaning in this day, said Catherine Parkin, a professor of history at Monmouth University. There's a notion that the Leap Year is a novel and fun special day. One of the more well known Leap Year traditions, she said, is that it's also time for women to do the proposing. Oh, to take a leap. Yeah, now listen to this. Leap of faith. She said, modern folklore dates the tradition back to the 5th century in Ireland when St. Bridget urged St. Patrick to allow women the right to propose. A compromise ensued, and the latter agreed to allow it every once every four years during a leap year. Uh, Okay, so... That's, that's yes. So and figures it was a Bridget that pushed him. <laughs> yeah, right. See, I can say that because she doesn't listen to the show, right? right. right? <laughs> but you know, Michelle's going to tell him. Michelle's going to text her, so it's not. Uh, with fewer anniversaries, yeah. uh, one man got married on leap day. Feels like yeah. they can do something extravagant every four years, right? And don't do anything for the other well, three years. And, and hear me out, because uh, your silver anniversary won't be until the one hundredth year yeah. of your wedding yeah. of your of your marriage. You're going to save a fortune. Absolutely. So happy anniversary to anybody who got married on Leap Day. And uh, that was your week this past week. 
Uh, it's time for another feature. Do you remember what we call this one? That would be Celebrity Popery. That's right. A random name pulled out of Rick's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Popery with Rick and Dave. So this is kind of a, uh, a sad story this week. Oh, uh, great. Uh, Richard Lewis yeah. passed away. Um, I got this. Actually, I got quite a few emails about it because Richard Lewis was a big part, frequent right? guest on the Stephen Gary show, which I, I produced that show. Uh, this one here is from Daniel. Hearing that Richard Lewis died made me vaguely recall a run-in Stephen Gary had with him and how the circumstances of that sort of foreshadowed Stephen Gary's later falling out. Do you have any notes on that you could share with your followers? Mm-hmm. Um, I do remember that. I don't remember exactly what caused the rift. Well, he, he hung up the phone on the air, didn't he? He said he said something like, "I'm done with you guys." Yes, and that was yeah. I re, yeah, I remember. Yes, and I, I remember but I don't remember it. what caused it. Do you remember what caused uh, uh, it? But I do. Uh, I do know that he at least he and Gary made up because uh, he and Gary uh, he was on Gary's show quite a bit. Uh, I'm not sure whatever happened with Steve. But I have a uh, Richard Lewis story mm-hmm. myself, and this kind of gives you an idea of what Richard Lewis was like. I co-hosted a show with Richard Lewis once. Really? On The Loop. And it was- Was in, that when they were like on vacation or whatever? They were on vacation, and uh, you know it was really his show. I was kind of running right. the controls. But it was really the first time that I had ever been allowed to run the controls, and so I had to concentrate on getting the commercials, uh-huh. getting to the traffic at a certain time. What year was this? Yeah, this was 1988. Okay, so that's 36 years ago. 36 years so ago. So you've been doing a board operating for 36 years? <laughs> well, <laughs> let's just say that I was not entrusted with it often. <laughs> okay. But it, this was like my first time, yeah. right? And, and now you see me. You yeah. know how, yeah. how good I am at this. Yeah. yeah. Um, but so I, I had to handle that. I had to, I had to screen phone calls while we were on the yeah. air. I had to do all of this stuff going on. And, For like six bucks an hour. Yeah, probably. But the point is, Richard Lewis is like the was the neediest comedian ever, yeah. right? So he would be there uh, doing like this angsty, these yeah. angsty jokes, and I was giving him no reaction. Oh. And he... Did not like that. Freaked out. Yeah. He kind of, he started like spinning out. He's like, you know, and spent like a half hour just ripping me like, you know... Can we get a doctor in to check his pulse, make sure he's alive? Because I'm I'm totally bombing here. Yeah, yeah. And you know, we went to the commercials. Uh, and during the commercials, I said, "Hey, man, you're being real funny." He goes, I, "I don't need that now. You're not. You're just completely full of crap. I know you're not really. I'm just terrible. I'm obviously a terrible comedian. I have no idea how to do this. Right. I've been doing this for thirty years, and now I can't do it at all. I totally suck. A total spin out. A complete spin out. And I, I felt terrible because yeah. it really was my fault. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. he needed that yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. the instant audience. Uh, so that was the last time I." I tried to do that with a with Richard, a Richard. comedian. Yeah, well, you're hearing all these great stories about him now. From you know, I mean, he's worked with everybody. Jamie Lee Curtis. Everybody's just saying to the T how wonderful of a man he was. Yeah, and how nice of a guy he is. But yeah, he d- he was a nice guy. I got to dented know him. can a very dented can, very much so. Uh, yeah. And in those days, he was still uh, drinking and yeah. doing all sorts of other stuff. And uh, he he was sober. I think the last. 20 some years of his life so you know i heard about another show i think it's called curb your enthusiasm yeah i guess he's been on that too (laughs) yeah yeah i know Uh, but anyway rest in peace richard lewis one of the funniest people Mm -hmm. i ever met
Yeah. Uh, we have another show, Dave. What's that show called? That would be Minutia Men Celebrity Interview, and we've got a great guest coming up. All right, tell everybody. What, what, what's coming up in a little while, like on TV, big, big, big TV event? You mean the Super Bowl of Hollywood? The, the Super Bowl of Javier, the Javier of yeah. Hollywood, yeah. Why, you can't speak today. <laughs> well, I'm... Was so worried about smacking my lips. That, uh, <laughs> oh, is that what it is? <laughs> I've been drinking all this water to make yeah. sure I don't smack my lips. Uh, it's the Oscars. Yeah, that's what it is. And and who's the who's the hat? The guest? Uh, Eric Litt, who is the author of Oscars' Biggest Mistake on uh, Mistakes on um, Eckhart's Press. He's got another book coming out later this fall, which is going to be worth a second look. Which is going to be books about movies that are worth. A second look, right? Yeah, we'll Guilty talk, pleasures. And we'll talk will. to him about both of those things. And but, we'll, but we have him on every year to do his predictions. And one year, he was perfect. 100%. Boom, 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 boom. Last year. Yeah. yeah you know. Yeah, last year was a tough one. Because seven games. A bunch of movies that nobody gave a crap yeah, about right. last year. This year, there's some big ones. And so. he is going to be giving us his predictions. All right. We'll see how he does. We'll check it out. All right. We have people to thank. Uh, special thanks to our executive producer, Tony Lasana with opishows.com. Opi is hippo backwards. O-P-P-I-H-shows.com. We're distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. And we'll be back again next week, Michelle, <laughs> with a brand new episode of Minutia Men. <laughs> Proceeding was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and at radiomisfits.com. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opi Productions. Tony, can you shut up? I can't believe you gave out her email address. You can email her at mhalliestern at aol.com.